0: 97 3, the fan is proud to bring you high school football coverage. We'll take an in depth look at what's going on around high school football in the San Diego section with the coach, John Cantera.
1: This is absolutely fantastic that we're getting the high school football back on the air because high school football in San Diego is big time.
2: And Braden Sir Predict. to the near side, cuts him to 35 40. Runs right up the hash mark, he goes to the far side, breaks the tackle to 40. 35 30, 25 20, one man to beat, 15 10 five reaches the end zone touchdown helix
0: from player and coach interviews to game picks and breakdowns of the best matchups of the week we've got you covered on the high school football show on 97.3 the fan
1: and good evening and welcome to our high school football show brought to you by the eric peretti save a life foundation get ready for heart month by registering youth ages 12 to 25 for a free heart screening on february 9th Visit epsavealife.org dot org slash thefan. Coach John Cantaro, and along with Braden Soprano. Braden will be along a little bit later on in the program, and we'll look at all the uh, different uh, matchups tomorrow night and semifinal action here in San Diego. And of course, we'll be uh, previewing the big game on Saturday night uh, between Carlsbad and Helix. And again, tomorrow night. On our uh, 97 3, the fan signal, along with radio.com, we're going to be carrying a key semifinal matchup in Division 3. This should be a heck of a ball game. You got uh, Central High School, the Spartans, coming over from the desert with an outstanding 10 and 2 record, and they'll take on the undefeated Scripps Ranch Falcons at 11 and 0 on the year. And uh, we'll uh, have that call for you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And as we do each and every week, we have the two coaches on that we're calling their ball game tomorrow night. And it's a very uh, uh, nice honor to have this gentleman on. He's never done our program before. But, boy, I'll tell you what, he's done an incredible job down in the Imperial Valley at Central High School. He took over in the 2017 season. All he did was go 10-2. and Last year, a 12-1 and record. They got beaten the championship game of Division Three by Morris and a tight one, 22 to 16. And this year, uh, David Pena has led the Spartans to a 10-2 and record, a perfect 5-0 and record in the Imperial Valley League. And uh, we welcome Coach Pena to the uh, program tonight. Coach, uh, David Pena, welcome and how you doing? Good, good. Thank you for
3: having me on the show this evening. I very much appreciate it.
1: Oh, we're uh, very excited about it. Before we get talking about your football team and what you've been able to accomplish in the three years as the head coach, I want you to talk a little bit about your fan base over there because the fans in the Valley are fantastic.
3: I'll I'll tell you what, we we travel very well. We're very fortunate to have a great fan base. You know, Central has a a rich history as far as a football program. And along with that, as long as just our our fan base, you know, we come from a Valley where, uh, you know, football is very much cherished. And we're very fortunate to have a, a great fan base. And to be honest with you, uh, you know, when our when we travel, sometimes we'll have more than the home team. You know, I tell the kids, you know, that's a tribute to uh, to what they have done. And uh, it's also a tribute to our fans of making sure that no matter where we go, you know, for us, it's almost like a home game, uh, you know, home away from home type of deal.
1: Hey, David, tell us a little bit about your background prior to taking over as the head football coach at Central uh, just before the 2017 season. Uh, you know,
3: but before that, I would coach college football for about 15 years, kind of bounced around between Division two and, and had the opportunity to coach at North Dakota State, University of uh, nebraska Kearney, uh, Western State College of Colorado, and then I finished off at NAIA uh, School out in Mayville, North Dakota. And so, you know, I was very fortunate enough to be, after being in the college ranks between playing and coaching, uh, after 20 years, to be able to return to the Imperial Valley.
1: What was it like coaching a North Dakota state? I mean, they're on a great run right now.
3: I'll tell you what, you know, they have a great culture and, uh, you know, that culture has been, uh, been there for many years. You're going back to all the way to the 1950s. So, uh, you know, again, for uh, me to be able to, to learn uh, about culture and about how to create a positive culture and also just, uh, of how, uh, how it's done, you know, they, they, they've had that thing built since, since the fifties of winning national championships, and just carried on from
1: there. A uh, great story there. Uh, we're joined uh, by Central High School, a uh, head football coach, David Payne, in his third year, a thirty-two and five record. And you know, in our, uh, you know, we always try to prepare the best we can. Uh, and I, I got a what I've got in front of me that I wrote down last year in two thousand eighteen. You guys went twelve and one. You were five and zero in the Imperial Valley League, but that was the first championship Central had won in about nine years, isn't it?
3: Yes, it was. It was. You know, Central was down for a little bit there for, for a couple of years. And we were very fortunate that, uh, you know, I got hired on. We I was able to put together, a, you know, a great coaching staff. Uh, you know, we're, we're, to be honest with you, the coaching staff is made up mainly of alums of Central High School. And, uh, you know, the one thing is that, you know, every guy has a common. They care more about the, the high school uh, than themselves. You know, our coaching staff, we have no egos we make sure that we do what's best for the program and what's best for the kids. And, uh, you know, it, it shows, it shows over the, the past three years, uh, you know, and to be honest, it's a tribute to the coaching staff and the kids just buying in.
1: Well, tell me uh, a little bit about what you teach over there at Central.
3: I teach physical education. And I teach mainly uh, weight training. So I'm very fortunate to, uh, to be doing that, you know, and, and, uh, and as a matter of fact, just to get a lot of players go through, those weight training courses and and be able to get kids to come out to the football program, you know, uh, you know, like this year, we'll, we'll field, uh, 52, uh, Well, this year we filled 56 on the freshman level, another 40 on JV. And then currently right now we moved a couple of kids, uh, but we are right around 52 on the varsity level. So making sure that we continue to grow those numbers, uh, you know, football-wise, you know, here at here, uh, Central Union High School.
1: Hey, David, uh, and we're visiting with David Pena, the head football coach at Central High School. I want to talk just a minute, and I want to get to your ball club, but I want to talk about the weight training because John Lynch, who's the 49ers general manager and played all those years in the NFL, I coached him in high school in baseball, and I coached him a year in football. And when John got the job as the general manager, we had a conversation. I said, John, one of the most important hires you can have is a strength coach because a strength coach really sets the tone for the program. Now, you're not only touching your football players with strength training, you're probably touching pretty much the entire athletic program and talk about how important a good strength coach is to any program, high school, college, or the pros. Well, obviously, as a
3: strength coach, you know, you you spend the most time with the kids. And our our strength program is, you know, I make sure that I I go ahead and I get checked out with different alumni who I know are strength coaches. One of the strength coaches at University of uh, San Diego is Mark Lamro. He's actually a uh, Central Union High School alum. I reach out to him about different programs, doing different things. So make sure that we try to stay ahead of the curve and also making sure that we also check out, you know, with experts and stuff like that. Uh, One thing I've implemented, you know, just through, you know, college and knowing different strength coaches is this year is we got to a three-day strength training program with two days of yoga. So we've actually implemented the flexibility, agility into our strength uh, program, which has really shown up on our percentages. I mean, we actually went up, additional 1.5 percent on an average kid um whenever our test has been up for every six weeks so um by implementing different things it's, it's really shown and and i'm glad that uh i think outside the box i'm very fortunate that i do have some resources there that way that to force me to think outside the box and and uh, be able to get the most out of our kids because uh you know the truth is the more flexible you are the less prone you are to injury
1: very uh, well put, and uh, thanks for uh, going through that. I appreciate that. We're visiting with David Pena, third-year head coach at Central High, and again, we're going to have his game on tomorrow night right here on 97.3 The Fan and the Radio.com app as they come over from the Valley to take on Scripps Ranch uh, at uh, 11-0 and on the year, and that game uh, kicks off at 7 o'clock. I want to know about your senior quarterback, De Niro Osuna. He's thrown for over 2,000 yards this year, but he's thrown for over 7,000 yards in his high school career.
2: Yeah, he's he's a, he's a
3: hell of a quarterback. You know, he's very underrated, in my opinion. Uh, he hasn't had any offers yet. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of schools look at him. But uh, he's he's a great quarterback. You know, this year, to be honest with you, uh, he only played in the first half of about five games. Our first half of the season, well, about the five games, he only, he only played the first half just because we got up by so much. And De Niro's a very smart kid, very intellectual kid. Uh, as you can see, he can scramble. He can get out of the pocket he very much is a uh, pocket passer very much looks to throw first rather than scramble and run uh, so you know that's how we make it that's how we get big plays here at Central is uh you know he allows us to do that especially with his ability just to buy time and making sure that he understands that there's a reason why we have wide receivers and uh, we got to get the ball in their hands and hey let them run for, let them run for additional 20 30 yards
1: Hey, speaking of wide receivers, you got a pretty talented uh, young junior, a kid by the name of Fernando Morales, 31 catches, 501 yards, and he's had eight touchdown catches this year. Yes, he's, he's
3: really come on. You know, last year he, he was a sophomore, so this year he understood he really had to step it up. Once we graduated, uh, you know, three of the four wide receivers, he's our only returning wide receiver there. So he's done a tremendous job of stepping up and, and making sure he understands our routes. and and he's just a football savvy type of kid, to be honest with you. He just adjusts on the run, and he's pretty good at doing that.
1: Hey, David, uh, tell me a little bit about your defense. Who are your big studs on defense?
3: Well, you know, we're led off by Angel now. As far as, uh, you know, that, that kid's a three-year starter for us. He's the heart and soul of our defense. Uh, he's done a tremendous job just, you know, leading our defense. Uh, he's just, uh, you know, he does a lot of things you don't coach. You know, Angel in a couple of games there where, where the games were coming down to the wire. He's the type of kid who'll tackle a kid and pull him back inbounds rather than push him out of bounds. He does a lot of things you just don't coach, and uh, he, under, he, got, he understands the game.
1: Well, hey, uh, before I let you get out of here, you guys have got to drive about 120 miles tomorrow, about a two-hour drive over from the Valley. Uh, how's the day going to break up for the kids from the time they show up at Central uh, High School tomorrow morning? What's their day going to consist of before that ball's kicked off tomorrow night?
3: Well, you know, we'll go through classes. We we'll, The kids will get dismissed about 12.20, and we'll get on the bus and get loaded and ready to go at 1 o'clock. We want to try to get ahead of the I-15 traffic, so we want to make sure we get to the high school kind of early and have a pregame meal there at the high school and uh, get ready to get taped up and ready to go. You know, we're very much looking forward to this challenge.
1: Well, Braden and I are calling the game tomorrow night. We're going to definitely uh, try to get down out the locker room or uh, to the field when you guys are uh, starting to get ready to roll and uh, at least uh, shake hands and get to visit for a couple of minutes. For sure. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, thanks so much for the time and uh, safe travels tomorrow. Thank you, sir. I appreciate being on your show. You're welcome. Uh, there's a real good young coach. Uh, he's been coaching a long time. That's pretty impressive resume, David Payne, you
2: Yeah, it's a real impressive resume. Uh, all the college ranks, and, you know, although it's Division Two, and he's naming some big-time programs like <laughs> North Dakota State uh, who win a lot of uh, the national championships in football over the last handful of years. He's going to have his experience. You're coaching at any level in college. You, you know what you're talking about. So I'm really curious to see. I know this uh, central team's going to be really well coached tomorrow night. Uh,
1: no question about it. Again, they went ten and two this year, and uh, David's uh, first three years are thirty-two and five. A couple of league championships, and last year they got beat in a wild one down at southwestern college in Division three against Morris, twenty-two to sixteen. We're going to step aside when we come back. We're going to be joined by the head coach of the Scripps Ranch Falcons, a man that joined us earlier in the year in studio. Marlon Gardinera will join us next, right here on 97.3, The Fan.
4: Marlon Gardinera, head coach, Scripps Ranch High School. You're listening to the high school football show on
1: 97.3, The Fan. Yeah, welcome back, Coach John Cotero, high school football uh, Football show on Thursday night, and I'll be honest with you, it's starting to wind down. We'll be off, of course, next Thursday night because of Thanksgiving, and then we'll have one final show. On Thursday night, December 5th, Braden and I will close it out here on 97.3 The Fan, all of our high school football coverage. Again, tomorrow night we've got Central High School uh, going against Scripps Ranch. That game will kick off at 7 o'clock on uh, both 97.3 The Fan and the Radio.com app. And then on uh, Saturday night, Braden and I will be down at Southwestern College for the Open Division Final, and boy, that's going to be a heck of a ball game. We called that game last Friday night, the upset, Carlsbad, and Cathedral Catholic 21-20, and uh, Helix came back and scored a late touchdown on an interception to take down St. Augustine 12-7. to So you've got Carlsbad going against Helix, should be a heck of a ball game, and that'll kick off on both uh, 97.3 The Fan and the Radio.com app. At uh, seven o'clock on Saturday night, we're working on trying to track down Coach Gardinera. He may be in a, a late meeting tonight, but also coming up at nine thirty-five tonight, we've got John Maffey from the uh, San Diego Union Tribune, and he'll uh, uh, go through the the different games with me and get his thoughts on who's going to win, who uh, may uh, get a a championship or at least get to the championship game. And uh, in the uh, 10 o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by Nathan Temple, the senior quarterback out of Santana. They got a good one tomorrow night. They're going to be at home uh, taking on... Uh, Orange Glenn and Kale Patterson. So that should be a heck of a ball game. And then, of course, uh, uh, we'll also uh, visit with Adam Paul from EC Preps. And uh, Drew Cowell may or may not be with us tonight. He had a, a previous engagement. We'll try to get him on. And then, of course, Braden and I will take a look at all the divisions and we'll take a look at that Open division championship ball game on Saturday night. Braden, uh, this ball game tomorrow night. You and I are calling. We'll talk uh, more about it a little bit later on. But you know, that Central High School, uh, th- they're making some waves, and you know, I kind of wondered what the thought process was of all the schools in the Imperial Valley. It's been a number of years now that they've been in the San Diego section. You know, For a long time, they were in the southern section, which didn't make a lot of sense to me, but they were in the southern section, and a lot of people thought, uh, and maybe they even thought down in the valley, that when they got into the San Diego section, they wouldn't fare all that well. Well, that's not necessarily been the case. They put together some pretty good teams out of there.
2: Yeah, and it's usually one team kind of emerges and it kinda of rotates. We saw it with Royce Freeman and Imperial. That was a, a big heavy hitter. I remember, you know, back in the mid two thousands, Brawley was a was a big time contender. Brawley Wildcats. Yeah, they're they're still alive in the playoffs right now as well. Um Central's Done it over the handful, uh, last couple of years. Uh, Southwest El Centro, I think they won a CIF championship a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. But this Central team under head coach David Payne, they've lost five games total. I mean, five games in three years is truly remarkable. Um, they've They've only lost one league game. I mean, they're um, 14-1 in league games out there in the Imperial Valley. Uh, They go out, and and look, we don't give a lot of love usually to the Imperial County teams just because we don't know a lot about them. We don't talk about them that much. We don't get to see them play. Um, They go out and play a lot of teams in Yuma. In fact, Central traveled out to El Paso, Texas, and defeated a team out there. Um, So that's the other comparison part, too. It's like you don't really know what some of these teams are playing or like. We don't know how great... um, they are, and, and you can kind of get a read from Max Preps and Cal Preps and different rating systems. But that's always the biggest mystery. And you look at Central's schedule this year. Aside from, you know, they only played one San Diego team in the regular season, and they lost that game. They lost to Christian by three points. Then um, they went on to beat Mount Carmel, and they beat San Diego High in the playoffs so far. But you know, that's always an interesting one when you got the schools from the Imperial Valley that don't play a lot of the San Diego schools, don't travel back out here and see what they do. Uh, you know, against San Diego teams. It's gonna be a tough tough one to uh, you know, predict if you're a guy that's gonna predict this game because you got a central team that's got a really good record, hasn't played um a lot of San Diego competition, you got a script franchise team that's undefeated. Um, that had a, has had a pretty uh, easy pass so far with at least their non-league schedule. And then, of course, their league schedule was a little bit tougher with, with Kearney and San Diego High and Mission Bay's playing well. Um, so it's going to be a fun matchup. I think tomorrow's going to be a pretty close game.
1: You know, Braden, you go back to uh, last Friday night in Division Three, Scripps Ranch uh, just boat raced West Hills. I mean, that was no contest whatsoever. And, uh, you know, Nicholas Gardner, who yesterday was voted the City Conference Player of the Year, he's had a big year. Luke Durkin, their quarterback, who was in studio, with us early uh, in the year. He's done a good job of running that ball club. They've got a lot of really talented guys, and, and even Scripps Ranch, even though right now they're 11-0, a lot of people don't know a lot about them either.
2: No, people don't really know too much about Scripps Ranch either. I mean, they've just kind of been taking care of business and winning football games, and uh, not a lot of their games have been that close at playing teams like Fallbrook and, and getting wins over them. And they beat Mira Mesa. Uh, you know, that's a big win for, for Scripps Ranch. Anytime you beat Mira Mesa, that's a that's a big-time rival for the Falcons, but um, you know, not a lot to, to know about them. I, I get to see this team a little bit more often. I got to see these uh, these kids when they were younger. Uh, I got a lot of familiar faces I see on their roster. They uh, got some guys in, in big spots, and, and I saw it at the beginning of the year. Uh, Chris Smith was doing a an event over at Mira Mesa High School, and there was a couple script Ranch kids there. And for the fans out there, he's Top Dog, who it's does a lot dog. of stuff exactly. uh, with
1: uh, KUSI.
2: Uh so Top Dog was having his event and, and some of the Script Ranch kids were there and it was some of the biggest kids I've ever seen from Script Ranch. And I'm not saying they're like the biggest kids on the planet, but they're they're pretty big for the Script Ranch and what they've had over the last handful of years. And look, Script Ranch has always had athletes, but they've never had really like a true line or lineman that helped protect their athletes, and it was always kind of a jailbreak at the line of Scripps. Well now they got a lot of good linemen. They got a lot of decent sized kids. Uh they got Bo- Josh Bowman on the defensive line, six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds senior. Plays defensive end, and he's a very interesting story. He was playing tuba last year in the school band, and never played football before. He's a big time soccer player, uh, and he needed a varsity letter in, in, in a sport at Scripps Ranch High School. He's trying to go to uh, to West Point, and Arby's like, "You need a you need a varsity letter." So he went out and he he talked to head coach Marlon Gardner, and he asked if he could play football. And you know, Marlon looks at the kid up and down, six foot three, two hundred forty pounds. And he said absolutely you could play for me and he's done a tremendous job uh, he's been one of the best uh, defensive linemen so far in the in this in the county and you know he's a big reason why this team's winning and and he, he's one of those guys like i said Swift Ranch hasn't really had a line in the last handful of years, and that's been a reason why they haven't had that much success. They got a line this year. They got Guy Boma. They got guys uh, like their tight ends Grant Norberg and and Mikey McGibney, and, and they're doing a great job, and, and that's the reason why they're pretty successful up front.
1: And Central last week defeated a team that won a state title a year ago, uh, San Diego. They uh, Central won that ballgame 30-26. to The other bracket, La Jolla took down modern-day Catholic. That surprised me a little bit, Braden. 28-14, to vikings move on and they will take on the aforementioned brawley wildcats who edged our buddy down there drew wesleyan and javen deanda and those guys at hilltop 34 to 33 that was a heck of a ball game
2: yeah it was a heck of a ball game but you're talking about the the la jolla win over over brawley i mean not over brawley la jolla win over modern day and modern day didn't have appleman i mean he was out for the out for the remainder of the season he missed the first playoff game they were able to roll over imperial but you know the three teams that come to mind that missed their starting quarterback that's played with them the entire season: Poway, Modern Day, Cathedral. All of them lost this week in their playoff game, and it shows you know how important it is to have a quarterback one, but to have a guy that's been playing the entire season be able to play a game rather than somebody that hasn't had the starts. That's a big factor in not just high school but college and even the NFL when you're missing your uh, your starting quarterback. And look. Uh, I think Poway did the best job out of the three. I you know They only lost to Bishops by one point. I mean, they had a chance to knock off Bishops. And they Poway were getting Buckner. blown out early, and they fought back. Yeah, and they, they've done that a handful of times this year. They did that against Vista. Vista was blowing out Poway early this year, too, uh, and they were able to rally back, and they were unfortunately unable to go over the hump. But, you know, the Poway team, I thought, did a good job with their quarterback. I, there was a big play in that La Jolla-Modern Day game. I watched watching the PPR, and I saw the highlight, and it was Modern Day's quarterback. Uh, their backup was rolling out. And then he started to scramble. He dove for the end zone, and a La Jolla defender he dives for the uh, for um, the modern day quarterback, and he he uh punch the ball out right at the goal line. I mean a great play and La Jolla was able to jump on it. You got plays like that working for you. I mean that's your game to that's your game to lose. I yeah, mean I that, like Trevor Appleman.
1: When we did that game, even though they got beat up pretty good that night against Grossmont when they gave up all those yards on defense, I was pretty impressed with Trevor Appleman. I was of course uh, real impressed all year long with Aiden Calvert. I thought he's been one of the better athletes you and I have seen all year.
2: Yeah, Aiden Calvert. I thought he was gonna be the X Factor for Modern Day, but you know you gotta you gotta be able to have the quarterback and Appleman's really good. Is uh, a, a really good uh, quarterback for Modern Day. It was a you know sad sight to see you know not see him play down the stretch. We had a lot of those guys for a lot of the teams here in San Diego. Uh, Carlsbad's missing Noah Vela. You know about Helix missing LLA on Noah. Cathedral missing DJ Ralph. Uh, I mean, a lot of the top guys in San Diego County this year are banged up and, and weren't unable to finish the season. Ozzie and uh, Nichols up in uh, La Costa Canyon got Nicholas, banged yeah. up too. Uh, so I mean, there's a lot of guys. A lot of important players and I don't know if there's ever been a year like this year where all the key guys for for teams went down before the playoffs. I mean it's 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 just the it's the nature of the sport. I can
1: tell you the all CIF voting that's gonna take place here in another week and a half or so after the final is gonna be very, very interesting because there's some players that got hurt. And we're going to have to see just how much they played because there are some guys that should be first-team All-CIF that may not make it because they didn't play enough this year. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to be joined by John Maffey from the Union Tribune, get his thoughts on the semifinals tomorrow night in the Open Division Championship on Saturday night. You're listening to the High School Football Show only right here on 97.3 The Fan.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: coach of modern-day Catholic. You're listening to the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan.
1: Welcome back to the High School Football Show. It's brought to you by the Eric Paredes Save a Life Foundation. Get ready for Heart Month by registering youth ages 12 to 25 for a free heart screening on February 9th. Visit epsavealife.org slash the fan. We thank the Eric Paredes uh, Save a Life Foundation Uh, for their uh, contributions to our high school uh, football show throughout the course of the year and uh, we're going to get to our next guest always enjoy talking with this man because this guy eats and breathes San Diego high school sports he's at every event he can possibly get to Uh, I'm not sure exactly when he sleeps he's up late he's up early and does an incredible job and has for many years covering uh, sports here in San Diego now his uh, latest during the last several years is with the uh, Union Tribune and I bring on John Maffey and John, first of all, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, congratulate you publicly on that tremendous award that you received a couple of weeks ago, uh, that meritorious award uh, with the name Bob Breitbart attached to it.
6: Oh, thank you, John. That, it was it was, a, it was a wonderful evening, and with, you're exactly right with Bob Breitbart's name uh, attached to it. It's extra special, and it's an award you've received, too, so you know, congratulations
1: Hey, you know, we're having a little bit of a, an issue right now with your line. Now, let Braden uh, give you a call back. Uh, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, I heard you, but I want all of our listeners to be able to hear this breakdown because you got some great stuff you're going to add. So we're going to hang up on you, and we'll get back to you in just a second. Okay. Okay. All right, and we're going to take a look at all the different divisions, we're going to start uh, right with uh, Division Five, and uh, we got uh, two ball games tomorrow night. We got Francis Parker six and five taking on number one Vincent Memorial, who's ten and one, and then Mission Bay. well uh, it's been a great story out there at Mission Bay after losing their coach uh, Dane Roman passing away prior to the start of the first practice. Mission Bay six and six. Uh, going down to the South Bay to take on number two, Castle Park. Castle Park, Coach Livsay down there has done an incredible job. They're 10-1, and and, uh, both those games tomorrow night are going to be at 7 o'clock. In fact, all the games tomorrow night – are going to be at 7 o'clock, and we'll get back to uh, John Maffey here uh, momentarily and get him uh, ready to roll. Other uh, division tomorrow night, semifinals, we mentioned Orange Glenn taking on Santana. Nathan Temple, the quarterback at Santana, going to join us at the top of the hour, La Jolla Country Day. will take on Sarah in the other game. That's going to be at Sarah High School. And then uh, you move uh, to uh, the division... Uh, three, and uh, we're gonna have that one game tomorrow night right here on ninety-seven-three. The fans Central ten and two taking on number one seed Scripps Ranch eleven and zero, and then the other uh, semifinal in Division three will be Brawley nine and three traveling down to take on the La Jolla Vikings seven and four, and uh, that should be a pretty good uh, matchup in uh, Division three. So we're gonna we got John back yet. I think uh, we're going to get John back on here uh, right now, and John Maffey rejoins us, and I think this connection will probably be better. But John, tomorrow night, we got uh, from Division Five up to Division One. We got some pretty good matchups tomorrow night.
6: There's going to be some real good games, John. I, a lot of uh, a lot of pick'em kind of games. You know, one and two point, three point kind of games.
1: Hey, let's uh let's start uh, in division 5. And, and I know you probably haven't seen all these teams, but uh you got a pretty good feel for them. Uh let's start with the semifinals in division 5. Number 4 Francis Parker, 6 and 5, taking on number 1 Vincent Memorial, who's really putting together a nice program uh over there. They're a 10 and 1 right now.
6: You Vincent's got a they you know, you're exactly right. They you know, they've won 5 in a row this year. They they've you know, over the last 5 years or so they they really have done a nice job in the desert, and, you know, and I, and I, you know, and Parker's done a nice job too. But I just think, you know, this time around, Vincent Memorial, and that trip to the desert, you know, from Parker is going to going to be a backbreaker for him too.
1: That's a hundred and twenty mile uh trip, uh, two hundred and forty round trip, because uh, 'cause I'm a good math student. But number six, uh Mission Bay, uh, six and six, traveling down to uh the South Bay they take on second seed Castle Park. And I was just mentioning we were getting you back on the line. Chris Livsay has done a great job down there with the Trojans. And on the other hand, Mission Bay's overcome the loss of their head coach.
6: They they have and you know, and Mission Bay is uh you know, they've really you know, really rallied. And behind their, their really good running back, uh, Chris Aguan, who's become a real leader for them. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, unfortunate that, that they had a tragedy early in the season, but, you know, I think they, they've, you know, really rallied and they're going to have a tough time against Castle Park because Castle Park's having one of those really magical seasons down in the South Bay.
1: Uh, John Maffey from the Union Tribune joining us here on 97 3, the fan. Uh, let's go to uh, division. Uh... Uh, four, good matchup tomorrow night. You got number four, Orange Glenn, seven and four, traveling out to take on number one seed Santana, uh, 10 and one. This is a pick em game for me. I- I'm not sure who uh, I think is going to win this one. I think this one could go either way.
6: This is going to be a really good game. I-, I think that you know Orange Glenn has the you know super back, Kale Patterson, who's at you know, uh, 2,496 yards this year and 30 touchdowns. And he's you know he's number nine all time uh, career wise in the in the in the section in rushing uh, against a really good ten and one Santana team. Uh, so I mean this is this is going to be a, a really good if Orange County can control the ball, they've got a chance.
1: To jump up uh, right now, let's get to the open division here. Uh, let's talk about uh, Carlsbad. And uh, Helix, and uh, again, you got key players on both teams that aren't going to be playing. in Noah Vella for Carlsbad, and for Helix, the great Elion Noah.
6: Yes, yeah, and, and it's too bad, you know. That, you know, neither team at full strength, but you know, both teams now have had uh, you know a little bit of time to you know, to play without the injured players, so they you know they know it's not like they were hurt last week, so they kind of know how to play without them. So it's it's a very even kind of game.
1: Well, it'll be a good one. There's no question about that. John, I'm going to let you go. You have a great night, and we'll talk real soon. Okay, thank you. There you go. Uh, John Maffey from the Union Tribune. Would have gone a little bit longer. We're having some uh, technical difficulties with his telephone tonight. But uh, we're going to get uh, Coach Gardner on here uh, shortly from Scripps Ranch and get his breakdown again. We're going to have that game tomorrow night. Central High School taking on Scripps Ranch. Uh, you've got Central High at 10-2. and 2. You've got Scripps Ranch at 11-0. And, and a little bit later on in the program, Braden and I are going to break down uh, all the different divisions. I, I One of the games I'm looking forward to tomorrow night and finding out the score is going to be okay. El Camino Vista. I think that El Camino Vista uh, semifinal game is going to be a, a real good one tomorrow night. We saw uh, El Camino a couple of weeks ago. They performed very well. Uh, and you take a look at the uh, Vista Panthers. They've had a great year. Uh, they're eight and three. Uh, El Camino's really come on late in the year with a six and six record. But Vista's got uh, some studs on that ball club, and uh, I think uh, uh, Vista's probably going to win that game. But uh, last couple of weeks, El Camino's played uh, really well. Let's uh, head out right now, and we're joined by the uh, head coach of the Scripps Ranch uh, Falcons, led his ball club to eleven and zero record, a five and zero record in the city league. Head coach Marlon Gardener joins us on ninety seven three. The Fan, Marlon, welcome. How are you tonight?
4: Doing great. How you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. You got the troops ready to roll tomorrow night. I think we're ready. That's good, boy. Uh, you guys were in here early in the year, and you were, I think, 3-0 at the time. And, boy, you've kept this thing uh, rolling. How about as far as health this time of year? you guys pretty healthy?
4: You know, you, you almost don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not kid, I'm not a kid anymore, but you don't want to jinx it. Um, we have been completely healthy, which you and I both know is very, very unusual through a, an 11-game football season up to this point. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's playing.
1: Well, you got a lot of guys that have really stepped up. And, you know, we're going to talk about Luke Durkin. We're going to talk about your son, Nicholas Gardner, who, by the way, uh, I saw tweeted out last night. He was a city conference player of the year. Not a real surprise. And I sent him a little message back last night. But, you know, I want to talk about some of the guys uh, up front. I mean, you got a couple of uh, big tight ends, Grant Norberg and Mikey McGibney. Those guys have done a heck of a job for you, haven't they? Well,
4: yes, considering two important things. Number one, Grant Norberg didn't play football for the last two years. Uh, somehow we got him back for his senior year, and it's always nice to have a six foot eight tight end with pretty good hands. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough matchup for just about any coverage, uh, so it's it's amazing having him back on the football program. The other guy, believe it or not, he's 6'3", 240 pounds, Mikey McGibney. He was a, and I don't want to say slot receiver for us last year, but we ran a lot of spread. He was always in the slot. So we ended up with an amazing, and I mean amazing O-line coach, Chris Blevins, came over to us from Mesa, and he turned Mikey into a Division One legitimate tight end. So we we have been – we are very fortunate to have the two, two tight ends we do. And quite frankly, we've got a couple behind those two. So our our depth and size and strength there, it's awesome.
1: Hey, Marlon, how did you get Grant Norberg back after him not playing the last two years?
4: Uh, pestering him. <laughs> stalking him, uh, stopping him in every single hallway across the campus, uh, over and over and over again. And I don't know who he told first, but I know who was most excited when he finally said, "Yes, I'll come back and play some football."
1: Hey, let's jump over, and I want to come back to your your skill guys in a minute, but I want to go over to your defensive line. You got a couple of guys who are doing a pretty good job that I've been made aware of: uh, Josh Bowman, Connor Battaglia. Uh, they've done a pretty good job for you, haven't they?
4: They have. I'll start with Josh, and he knows, and I say this with great, great affection. Uh, I call him Freak. Uh, he's 6'3", 240 pounds. He runs a four five forty, untrained, meaning he doesn't know how to stand and do the takeoff, but he still runs that. And if, and if I understood correctly, when he came in our weight room the first time, he repped 295. Those are all very unusual characteristics for any high school kid. But for a first-year football player, who previously, for the previous three years, played in the marching band? Mm-hmm. He played the tuba. Uh, so, talk about big pickups, big finds, uh, you know, another star aligning itself for a great season. We got Boma to come out and play. And, and I'll be honest, I did the same thing with his family I did with Grant Norberg. Uh, they lived down the street. And every single time I had a chance to slam the brakes in my car and go talk to them, mm-hmm. we did. And, uh <laughs> Luckily for us, uh, this, this big kid came out and he is a dominating presence, but a real quick, funny story. He never had played football. This is his first year and he's absorbed it like a sponge and he has evolved every single week. But this is just a little sign of how, how disconnected he had been from football. Although he does play as his father who's from Africa says he does play football, but he meant soccer. He's, he's also a star on our soccer team at Scripps Ranch. Well, he comes out, he ends up getting a few sacks, and the team sort of teases him because every time he gets a sack, he sort of makes a muscular move like he's the Hulk. And that's sort of his little celebration or acknowledgement of, of having succeeded. Well, one day, the kids were prodding him and said, you got to make it a little better than that. So he sacks a kid, and he gets up, and he does a little dance. And as you can imagine, the flags start flying from everywhere. And normally, if, if a kid on our team gets a you know an unsportsmanlike penalty, I, I lose my mind. I, I just we won't have it. We, we run, as best we can, a very disciplined program. So he comes over, and I'm laughing, and I'm explaining to the kid, hey, I know you don't know this, but you can't dance when you get a sack. <laughs> and the look on his face was sheer terror and sorrow all at the same time, but he just didn't know. So move that back five weeks. He gets a sack in a big game, and he's squeezing the ball so hard, I thought he was going to pop it. Well, instead of popping the ball, he ends up spiking it, and the ball goes 20 yards in the air. Oh. And he sees the fly, the flags fly, and he looks over and he says, I guess I can't do that either. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a great indication that this kid was so raw, but he has so much talent, so much size, so much speed, so much strength, that uh, until recently um, he is really dead set on going to West Point. His mother is a captain in the United States Navy, and I think she's got a little influence in there. So recently he started talking to the Naval Academy. But good old Don Norcross from the Union Tribune came in one day to write up a story about him. And Don said, so would you go to any other schools? And it was the first time I heard him say, you know, I'm actually willing to consider it if you think anybody would want me. So the world doesn't know that he's available because up to this point they thought he wanted to go to West Point or Naval Academy. But I think that kid's going to get some pretty interesting offers real soon. That's
1: that's good stuff. Tell me a little bit about Connor.
4: Connor's our Mike back. He is a typical Mike back. Hard-headed, hard-nosed, wants to punch you right in the mouth, fill a gap, and do his job. Now, he's another fast kid. And and not prototypical because he doesn't have the normal size. But what he doesn't have in size, he makes up three times over with heart and tenacity. Uh, He fills the gaps. You're not going through his gap. It's probably the easiest thing for me to say, uh, because he's going to be standing there and he won't relent. Uh, so he's he's really the center of the defense. Um, he's 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 critical to what we do, uh, and he's been around all four years, which is unusual as, as I tell you these stories. But he's been around for all four years, and it shows. Uh, by the way he plays and the presence he has for our defense.
1: Marlon Gardner, uh, head coach, Scripps Ranch. we got the ball game tomorrow night. Central High out of the Imperial Valley taking on Scripps Ranch. 7 o'clock right here on 97.3 The Fan and our com app. Let's talk about Luke Durkin. What kind of junior years he had at quarterback?
4: You know, as Connor is uh, to the defense, Luke Durkin is to the offense. He's the boss. He runs it. He's the center of it. Uh, he keeps the, the huddle right. The plays flowing right, uh, and as a team captain, that's what you expect from uh, your starting quarterback. Uh, so he absolutely—he's a game manager. He's a leader. Uh, he's reliable. He's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's what you want. Um, now we've had a pretty strong run game, so I would say he's probably slightly underutilized, uh, but built inside this kid who—who's got the you know the, the makings of a true quarterback with a great foundation, great feet, great arm, great accuracy. Um, he he's, he's tempered it and, and allowed us to do what we do best right now, which is pound the football.
1: Well, let's talk about pounding the football because the guy that's carrying the ball the majority of time this year for you has been your son, who's only a junior, Nicholas Gardinera. And he's really put together a tremendous year, averaging uh, seven yards a carry, 1,564 yards. He scored 20 times. And, you know, he does even more than just carry the football. He's just a good football player. You know, I've seen a little tape on him as the season's gone on. But, you know, I know you're a proud dad, but you're also his coach. Talk a little bit about him.
4: Well, first, uh, I have to give credit where credit is due. He clearly has my wife's legs. Uh, <laughs> having said that, uh, he's, he's he's carrying us as best he can. He works hard. You know what it's like to be a head coach's kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest expectations, uh, the questions about whether or not he really should or shouldn't be out on the field. Uh, and what my son has done now for the second year uh, as a junior, he's a two-year starter, uh, he, he carries the load. Uh, he fights for every yard he gets. Uh, you know he's not a four-two guy, four-three guy, uh, but he's gonna he's gonna hit you, and you're gonna have to work hard to bring him down. And he just doesn't stop. I mean, he he just keeps going. So we've been fortunate to to be able to rely on him uh, because he, he, quite simply he moves the ball. Now, having said that, we've got two more backs that can help pick up the load, keep fresh legs, and keep pounding the ball because our run game is really one of our strong suits. Uh, we've got Ethan Nicholas behind my son and also Troy Williams, who when you look at the old stat sheet, they're, they're almost identical, uh, yet they're very different. But between the three of them, um, you know, it's you someone's going to have to figure out how to stop the run or the outcomes are going to continue to be the same.
1: Hey, Marlon, uh, when you take a look at Central on tape, and it's a team that a lot of people over here obviously don't know a whole lot about. I mean, uh, Coach Pena has done a great job. He's in his third year. He's 32-5, and five, a 10-2 and two mark this year. They were undefeated in league. What do you see out of this football team on tape?
4: I see a an, a, an amazing coach. I see discipline. I see relentless execution. I, I see guys that are working hard and flying, and I mean flying around. Uh, This will definitely be our biggest challenge, and I think probably uh, the best, if not one of the best uh, best coached teams we're going to face
1: uh, all year. Well, it should be a good one. We're glad we're going to be out there. We're glad it's going to be on the radio tomorrow night. Good luck, and thanks for the time. Listen, we can't thank
4: 97.3, the fan, uh, for the coverage and their interest in high school sports throughout San Diego County. We are so glad someone is, is watching and talking about high school sports, particularly football. Thank you, guys.
1: Hey, You're welcome, Marlon. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. There you go. Marlon Gardner, the head coach at uh, Scripps Ranch. And uh, get both the head coaches on there tonight, Braden. And uh, we're going to get to the top of the hour. When we come back to kickoff hour number two, we're going to be joined by the star quarterback. Really put together a great career out of Santana High School. They're playing tomorrow night. We're going to visit with uh, Nathan Temple of the Santana Sultans when we kick off hour number two right here on 97.3 The Fan.